The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507 332 7372. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Grandquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for listening to the show that celebrates creating and stories and everything about your imagination. Today, I want to talk about fall, because fall is my absolute favorite season. I think there's something about that cool air, that blanket of cool air. You just feel it. There's that crispness, that uh, fabulous, there's something about the density of the air. I don't know, something that really recharges me and the colors that start to change. If we look out our window here on Division Street in Northfield, you can see a few of the treetops starting to turn yellow, golden colors, and it's it's coming, right? It's the And what all that reminds me is that the world is more amazing than I will ever know. And I'm wondering if you're imagining one of your favorite fall treats. Maybe it's the carved jack-o'-lanterns that light up on the front porch, or a drive through the country roads surrounded by the color of the fall leaves on your way to an art studio, or the pumpkin pie your grandma makes for Thanksgiving dinner. When I said each of those things, were you able to imagine each of those spaces? I think your imagination probably took you somewhere when you heard those things. And there's something satisfying and comforting about the powers of our imagination. We're capable of so much if we allow ourselves to keep exploring, experimenting, and embracing these powers. We can do so much if we engage our imaginations. And I know you've heard me say it a hundred times because I love talking about it. But I think sometimes we don't explore or practice or as we get older it gets easier to just sort of fall onto old habits. So we're going to try and explore that a little bit today and we're going to take it in a journey with some very inspiring artists with great stories about the power of imagination. Today in the studio, I am going to welcome two sets of guests. First, we're going to feature Pauline Jennings, Steve Jennings, and Birch Carlson. They're going to preview this weekend's Castastrophe Three, the Diva Edition. Ooh, this is going to be good. And you can get information about that at NorthfieldArtsGuild.org. That is right on the front page, or if you go to the 411 series, you can find it there. Get your tickets. Go do that now and then come back and listen. Second, we're going to feature Tammy Resler and Patsy Dew, and they're going to share details about next weekend's Studio Art Tour. That's at Studio Art Tour with only one T dot com. So let's open up the mics and let's uh, hear a little bit more. I'd love for each of you to introduce yourselves. I'm going to start with you, Steve, because this is your first visit to the Art Zany Radio Studio. It is, Paula. And Thank you for the invitation. Of <laughs> course. I'm thrilled. This is like an honor to be able to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your music, and uh, what has you excited about this show? Um, well, first of all, we only have 30 minutes. <laughs> so, um, uh, not will, enough time for him. Yeah, I'll explain his online. jokes. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I'm a professional drummer, and I get to work with all sorts of different uh, musicians and artists and singers in theaters and in, in, uh, in rock bands and many, many different kinds of music. I love variety and creativity, and um, I have a life that allows me to do that all the time. So, uh, that's me, Steve Jennings. Happy to be here. <laughs> it's so exciting to have you here. I hear a lot about you. A lot of people love working with you and love being a part of anything that your band or anyone that you can pull together for a band is able to do because you have an incredible reputation. So thank you. Yeah, it's extraordinary. And we'll go around the circle then. Birch, tell us a little about yourself. You've been on a couple times. I have. Yep. Um, I'm I'm a local to Northfield and um, I'm a singer in a bunch of different groups and um, 
today or this weekend we'll be singing um with the art school theater for this amazing amazing show that i'm so excited for <laughs> it's always really exciting to work with pauline and steve and everybody that they bring to the table um it's just an amazing group of talent yeah, and we saw you recently at the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra. Yep. Folks missed that. That was a, another fabulous. You sang along with the orchestra a couple yep. times. And this is a really, really different kind of show. It yeah. is. Yep. <laughs> but I just want people to you know make sure and uh, know that connection because that was another great performance. So you're doing a whole lot of singing, and we're lucky in this community to be able to have your voice available for us to enjoy. Well, I'm lucky just to be able to sing with everybody. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here again. And Pauline, you're here with Castastrophe. Tell us, folks, you know, they may know your show on KYMN, uh, but tell so All right. Uh, so first of all, I want to just, just, I want to comment on the other two people that have gone. <laughs> Steve Jennings, so he plays with a lot of groups and a lot of theaters, and mostly he plays in the cities at Abrams, Equity Houses, which is, you know, the Children's Theater, Guthrie, Theater Latida, Penumbra. And so I just want to say how fortunate we, that his schedule allowed for him to, to do this show and put this band together. And it's quite extraordinary, the band is. so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Birch, also, the reason she's part of so many <laughs> groups of singers and doing these things and asked to do these things is because she is such an astounding singer. She really has got an awesome voice. Um, and about me, I, yeah, I'm host of Musician Talk here, on, and I love doing that. And you talk about imagination and variety, and the, it, that brings so much of that to my life because I meet all these different musicians that have so many different things to say and, and approach music in all these different ways. So uh, I, I love that connection, too. And other than that, I, I, I'm a steps to teacher here in town, and uh, I haven't done that yet this year because I've been too busy but I will start to do that and also then just produce other other things and uh, yeah I think that's it with Cosmo oh Thank you. Curtain Call with Cosmo and Pauline, too, is also uh, a show here we do monthly on KYMN, and we interview people that are in current shows in, in the area. And that's another great show. So folks can go to KYMNradio.net to get the listings of when those are going to be on to hear Pauline. You guys do. You guys have a lot of fun. We do. It's a kind of like a podcast format. Right. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things I want to talk about, because everyone who mentions you talks about the uh, rehearsal space at your house. <laughs> And so, wait a second. Who's talking about it? Who's <laughs> in the living room? Yeah, the living room. Yes. So yeah. Well, I had envisioned that it, and you have all these capabilities to do some of this recording for your shows on the air. Yeah, our house is kind of a studio. Uh, the whole thing. We have the office upstairs, which is where I do all my editing for when I pre-record uh, musician talk and for the curtain call. And so I do all the editing there. And then our main floor is a kitchen and a, a dining room. And then it's basically a music room because <laughs> we have a grand piano in there. And then Steve's drums are always set up and that's where he gives lessons. And then, okay, the next level is we have a multi-level, so there's lots of them. And then uh, the next level is not music, but then the, the basement basement, which we call it, is the studio, the actual studio that we have. So the, almost any, own oh, our garage is wired so that we can record out there. <laughs> so pretty much every area of the house could be used to create. And is that part of the magic of what you create, is having that space that kind of feels like home, where people feel like they can you know, rehearse in a different way that you might rehearse if you're on a stage? I guess I'll ask Steve. Oh, well, that's a great question, Paula. I think that um, when when you can get up and make a cup of coffee and then go <laughs> to the office, <laughs> quote unquote, that's, that's kind of, it's kind of um, endearing to the people that live there. And then it's also, I think, it, yeah, do we need something from the kitchen? It's right there. Mm-hmm. So when people come over, we've got, we've got a lot of space to make it feel like home. And for people who visit. And this show is, I think, particularly important for people to feel that. So let's talk, because there might be some of our listeners who didn't see Castastrophe 1 and 2. Right. This is Castastrophe 3. Uh, tell us about the development of the show and how you came up with the, the diva theme for this one. Well, it didn't start as a diva theme. Here's a secret. Oh. I, the first idea was going to be Weber and Rice songs. But, you know, not a lot of actors love those songs. I don't know if they think they're too simple or, or I'm not sure what the thing is. I love them. And so I, I, I didn't get a lot of great feedback from people wanting to do it. Plus, so many people were busy 
particularly the men that I asked. Mm. And so I was just striking out um, for the men that I wanted to have in the show. And then I, so I said, I got to just rethink this. You know, if, if you're trying to force something, it just kind of your brain says, maybe this isn't the thing to do. And then I had these incredible women that had an open schedule that could do it. And so it's like, okay, this is the direction I need to go on. And as soon as I made the decision to have it be all diva, it like it was like my brain went, yep. Okay, and, and things settled down and things started clicking. I think that's a key lesson there is to sort of be able to take that turn when, yeah. when you're you know, putting together a performance or a show or a you know, reading or whatever you're doing to, to sort of listen to those, the ether out there that's telling you something. Exactly. And so then we, once we decided that and I had my cast, then we start picking songs. So the artists, the singers can pick their own song. Um, and, you know... After you pick a number of songs, then you have to start tailoring it to the program of the show. But pretty much they can pick their, their at least one of the songs that they're going to sing. And finding a key, because a lot of the songs that we do either uh, is not in the right key, even if it was sung by a woman. For instance, like me, I sing, uh, I'm a very low alto. And so anything, even alto range, sometimes I can't reach. So we change the key. And then uh, many of the songs are sung by men that we're doing. And so that would be a reason to change the key. We do that. And then we start working. Let's talk about how you picked your song. Um, what, what was your choice, and what, did you wrestle with a bunch of different options? Sure. And, and how do people pick songs for this show? Well, um, first of all, the, the the conceit of the show is that it's kind of a miscast version. Um, we're singing songs that we would normally not be cast in the role. And the easy one is for a, a woman, a, a treble voice, to sing a male role. That I mean, because you would never get that on a real stage um but then also you can say well i guess i'm I'm too old to play the part anymore like we've aged out of a part um because there's a lot of these you know young ingenue roles mm-hmm. in musical theater um um so then now this is a chance for um someone to sing that song um when they're no longer that age um so that's the conceit of the show so that's where you're starting from and i don't know about other people um, but I always have kind of a running list of songs that I'm like, oh, I like this song, or oh, I'd love to be able to sing this song. So I kind of try to draw from that. Um, and I think for this particular show, I when Pauline asked for song ideas, I, I, I gave her one right away, um, but someone else was already doing a song from that same show. So I was like, okay, go back to the drawing board. And we I think we bounced around a fair amount about what to do, because yep. I couldn't settle on a song, and then... I don't know. Uh, I was having trouble picking. And then we finally, I came to the song that I am doing, which is from a really new musical. Like, it's on Broadway right now. Um, and it's it's a song that, I don't know, it just kind of spoke to me. And it's a really cool, fun, hard song. It's challenging. Um, I will never have a chance to sing it in any other capacity. So, yeah, I, I took the chance. Yeah, and I think that's what makes the show great because it's like a whole tour of musical theater and 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 shows and songs and things that you know would never get on, on stage to, together. And for you, Steve, when when she was mentioning that you know you might have to change a key or uh, that as a, the, tell me about doing that as a band leader and trying to scramble to make you know fit make that work. Well, <clears throat> with the right musicians. It's not a problem. You just have to have the map in front of you in the new key. And um, I think in particular for the song that we worked with, uh, Heart of Stone, your song, mm-hmm. uh, from the musical Six, yep. um, we we were working it in, in the key. I don't think it was the original key. But when we, we hear something and we go, you know, let's just try it in a little different range to see how it fits with the voice. And so we landed on on a new key in the rehearsal, and we just tried a section of it in the new key because of the chord changes. We were able to just qu- quickly write in eight bars of what the chords were in the new key, and okay, that worked. Well, then we went and made a chart in that key, and then we were able to do the song in the key that's, that's required um, for the voice. And I think this is... This is each one is tailored for the singer from a musical standpoint in terms of the key and the range of their voice. 
How do you build a rapport with a singer who's trying something that they know they could never be cast and they probably pick the song because they love the song, but maybe it's not, you know, you have to match that, right? And you as a, have to support that and, you know, lift them up to make sure that they can feel confident in singing it. How, how, tell me about rehearsals and how that works. Well, we had quite a few band rehearsals first without the singers. Mm. So we would work three or four songs on a day and get them comfortable for us. Yeah, let's talk about the band members because I hear that you have some extraordinary names. In Absolutely. This. I'd love to talk about Jane Moore, pianist, um, terrific accompanist, great reader, uh, and, and fun to be around. Uh, Pat Shelby, guitars. Pat also brings a whole lot to the table in terms of sounds and textures. Uh, on bass, Aaron Anderson, who uh, has lived, I've known him for a long, long time. Uh, he was in a band, I believe, called Mr. Sticky way back in I the I remember day. that band. A long, long time ago. <laughs> and, and Aaron and I have worked together in a few different shows on bass. Um, on keyboards, our second keyboard player was a student of mine at McNally Smith College of Music a number of years ago. And Ben Howe is his name. He was the first student that came to me and said, hey, I can, I can use main stage. Do you know what that is? I said, no, not really. And he goes, okay, check this out. So he'd play a song. He'd play a, a sound. And then he'd go, boom, play another sound. Boom, play another sound. So he could piece together all sorts of different kinds of sounds. So he's kind of like the barbecue, the sonic barbecue in this whole mix. And then, uh, so that's the band I, and myself. Can yes. I just say, so when you're talking about that, the barbecue, so you have, you have a, we don't have an orchestra, right? So, so there's all this stuff that's important to the, there's some stuff that's not that important. You can let it go, but there's things that really make the pop, the song pop. Let's say there's some horns or let's say there's some, there's a, or some, some strings that need to be played or, or a bell sound that really is important. He can cover all those things that the piano drums guitar and bass cannot do right so, and we don't have the the horn players or the or the violins or whatever he covers all that those different sounds on his God. keyboard on his two keyboards That's, yes he's he's the orchestral mm -hmm. piece of it yeah. and and uh, we have a rock band plus that yeah so then you so you do the rehearsals but then when you bring the singer in how do you make adjustments on the go and what are you doing to to sort of make that mix work and build that rapport um, that's a great question. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> well, Follow um, me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think by that time. So the way we rehearse this is is we have the, the accompanist, me, and the singers at my house for until the last, pretty much the last week, and then uh, the the last week, the last couple days. Then, and this happens often in musical theater that you have a piano player mm -hmm. that, that 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 you're learning the songs with and that you're running the songs with and then tech week they'll bring in the band maybe the week before but often it's tech week and that's professionally usually how it's done I believe. Exactly. Tech week the yeah. the whole the, then you get on the stage and you start playing with the whole band and you, things you have to be tweaked and stuff. So the rapport comes at that time and and by that time the actors know their songs and 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 it's just uh i guess everybody's having fun at more fun at that time and so it's a more of that kind of rapport rather than learning the song report which kind of happened earlier with me and with jane in my living room yeah that i think that's a really important part of it too yeah. is that um you know just all those elements come together and then we get to see the live show that, you know, where that is happening. And this will be live music, live singers, great variety. Let's maybe preview a little bit of your song, Birch. Tell us uh, about this song. What, I've got a, a recording here we can play to listen to. But what are we going to be hearing? And, how, you know, why was it a catastrophe choice for you? <laughs> um, the song is Heart of Stone from the musical Six, which is a very new musical. Um, it's about the six wives of Henry VIII, um, oh. and each, they each have a song, basically. Um, and this song is um, sung by Jane Seymour. And my reasoning was is that, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 40, and I'm not going to be able to play, you know, the pretty pretty princess anymore so this is my chance <laughs> and i beg to differ i think you, you're still a pretty you are still a pretty princess okay, i feel old though okay and steve musically tell us what we're gonna hear i, I guess this is not your recording but uh from what you're doing in the band during six in, in the uh, actually the song is heart of stone yeah. heart of stone um uh layers and textures i think that's the best way to describe it well let's take a listen and see if we can 
uh, hear some of that and we'll talk after we play a, a section of the song. Is Heart of Stone, and I guess that one is featuring Natalie Paris. It's a beautiful song. Oh my gosh, Birch, I cannot wait to hear your voice in that song. It's a very um, emotional song. It is. And how, how, when you're singing, do you, you work with that emotion that you need to bring through, right. but you don't want that to affect how your vocal cords are well, sounding? Well, I mean, you can. Like, you can use it. You okay. can use it to affect your your sound and what's nice about theater versus just singing in a choir or singing for some sort of showpiece is you can, it's, it's part of the acting. It's bringing that emotion into your voice and letting it happen. Um, and using that as part of your performance instead of taking away from the performance. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so beautiful. Folks, if you're just tuning in, this is Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. You're going to want to get your tickets to Castastrophe. You can go to northfieldartsguild.org to get information and tickets. You can also go directly to the uh, theater. It's playing on three nights only this weekend, so it's only a one-weekend show. And it is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday and Saturday are at... Seven, yes. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Okay. Whoo, and then two o'clock on Sunday. You got it. And so, folks, this, I mean, it's, and it's just going to be a whole magical theater music experience. And one of the things this this show draws attention to are the roles that people can't play, and I think that's a really interesting. Uh, sort of what I, I call the conundrum of imagination in theater because everybody's playing a part in theater when they're on the stage and they're, you know, and the audience and it's the premise between the audience and the, and the actors that, you know, we're going to step into this place where this person is this character right? and we're going to go on this journey together and we're going to, you know, support each other back and forth. And that's what I love about theater. But then there's sort of these restrictions of an uncasting about who can do that. Right. And that's what this show illuminates. And I think it's a really important conversation to have. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that it's not only women in this show, because it's all women, women doing men's songs. 
quote unquote men's songs, and then um, also also being too old to do certain roles. And but it's not only that; it's how do you look? Are you pretty enough? I mean, there's so many restrictions around. What's your body type? Do you have the right but right quote unquote right, right. body type? It, it, there's so many uh, pr- proscriptions to these roles that are kind of layered on. Uh, and it's almost falsely. as if people think we have limits to what our imagination can do. We exactly. couldn't see someone who's 40 and a princess. Of course we could, but that's the way that theater has been done. And so it brings up a lot of nuances for us. But it hasn't been done that way the whole time, right? Back in Shakespeare time, men played all the roles. So it all is based on norms. Mm. And and cultural, uh, cultural societal, yes, exact expectations of what they're going to see when they get there, yeah. and that changes throughout time. Um, let's see. So back in uh, so in Shakespeare's day, the roles were all played by men, and but that some some experimental theaters in France cast women in the show back in 1629 and when they put it on the English people in the audience threw tomatoes and you know pelted the actors the actresses uh, because this was just not done so it all has to do with your expectation and your norms which are false those are layered on uh, because of our society and so if you can break those norms we can break them and we do all the time right mm-hmm. there's the now we we talk about non-binary and that wasn't a term 20 years ago so we we can break them and they are starting to to be broken but it's it, it's it's a marriage between the director and the people that are putting on the show and the audience to say okay we're going to be open to this you're already in what you were talking about before about the imagination is also called suspension of dis, uh, the su- suspension of disbelief you're already suspending your disbelief yes so you can just dis- you can suspend your disbelief in any arena we do it all the time we have a, a person that's not scottish uh, playing a, a, a Scot, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it, we do it all the time. So I, I hope that the lean, we're leaning in toward not having to prescribe what a role has to be. If you have the talent and you can do the role, do it. I agree. I think it's such an important thing. It, it's it's an engagement between casting and audience and, and, as you mentioned, those norms. And this breaks those norms because people do things that they wouldn't normally be able to do on stage. And it's delightful. I mean, one of the songs is Gaston, and we have two women playing Gaston and LeFou, the the sycophant and uh it's delightful to watch it's absolutely it adds a different dimension Mm -hmm. that's even maybe a deeper i mean or funnier because it's a very silly song it works it totally works yeah so let's preview a little bit of the you know fabulous divas and songs and pieces that are going to be in this production well we have birch here on the radio today is in the show ellen odegaard uh, Kyra Reverman, she's, oh, the other thing is we have women from 14 to 60-something in the show, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. And Kyra is our youngest, is 14, and she blows us out of the water, I'll tell you that. She's I incredible. Say, hello, Kyra. She's my neighbor, and I'm just so proud of all that <laughs> she does. So I just think she's fabulous. <laughs> um, and we have d- people that come from theaters, the people that come from more doing band stuff, like Barbara Piper. Um, and then we have Mandy Seams, Pam Roth, also I sang with for 20 years, and so she's more of a band person. Uh, and then Michelle Drenth, who's total theater, she's awesome. Hannah Johnson, who I just worked with on Sp- Peter and the Starcatcher, she's amazing. Oh, right. I, yes. Yeah. That's where I knew that name from. Yep. <laughs> Maddie Thal, who just graduated from Carleton, um, and I think I got them all. And. And then the band, I think you, you said the names of the band, so I we're did. good. And then we have Greg Bauer and Maggie Muth on lights and Matt James on sound, which is so important because everything's mic'd. We brought in extra speakers and we got to have reverb. We have to have the be able to hear on stage. It's really a huge, huge part of this production is the sound engineering of it. It's- absolutely vital it it really is it makes a big difference Mm -hmm. and we might not notice in the audience because you guys are going to do it so well but it's we want to good to give credit and kudos to those folks that are behind the scenes doing things too always and so how many there how many pieces are is the band doing in the how many songs yeah there's 20 oh my gosh 21 (laughs) thank you honey (laughs) that's that's a lot of music, right? It is. And, and that's an intense night of, of shows. But for the audience, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about some of the challenges with, uh, you know, doing, because their styles are so different too, right? I mean, each person got to pick a song and they don't have to have anything. There's no theme, right? They can pick what they want. Well, musically, 
um, as I mentioned earlier, it 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 is a nod to my love for variety, mm. and and so we have everything from, um, you know, uh, rock songs to. Uh, serious musical theater waltzes <laughs> and and I think that um, the in in preparation for that you have to just pick the right people that you know that can cover these different things and then you need the time with them to help shape it and and we've been able to do both of those with with this band and with this production yeah it sounds like it's going to be an extraordinary experience i mean have you talk about 3090 but i want to remind people this is at the northfield arts guild theater this weekend only friday the 23rd saturday the 24th and sunday the 25th tickets are 20 dollars for all that music right for all those songs that's incredible you you would not get a ticket to any one of those broadway shows or any one of those performances for you know less than that right so this is a spectacular i mean professional musicians, extraordinary talent, and wow, what a night. Oh, thank you. It's going to be agree. spectacular. Yes. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be missed. It really shouldn't. It's very, very special. It's very dramatic. It's very funny. You, you, you'll cry a little bit. You'll, you'll laugh a lot, and you'll smile through the whole thing. It really is spectacular. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. And so I hope people make sure you can get – there's still t- a few tickets left, but you want to get them soon so you don't miss out. And, again, you can go to the website. You can go to the building downtown, or you can go directly to the theater on the night of the performances, Friday and Saturday at 730 and Sunday at 2. So let's talk about this 3090, which is uh, – who's performing that in the show? Maddie Seams. Okay. Mandy Seams. Yes. We have a Maddie and a Mandy. <laughs> um, so it, it's a rock song, but it starts with solo piano, and there are and there are tempo changes for that pianist. For Jane, this is this was one of her biggest challenges: was how do I get this song starting from this one this little pattern changes and it changes and changes. So in music, when we can connect with patterns and shapes, it makes it much easier for us to see a larger picture. Oh, I, I hadn't heard that before. That's phenomenal. And this song has a lack of patterns and shapes <laughs> until you get into it. Um, and then, then things settle down, but there are breaks and there are different sections uh, that, that allow um, other things to stand out. And it'll, it, it's a rock tune, but it'll break down again to the piano, just the piano and the voice, and then it'll build back up. So um, the challenge in this is being able to get the expression happening get the mm. get the artistry happening within the confines of this complication and so you just need repetition 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 and and I hope, what, hope. oh i was just gonna say there's one thing that we do in the rehearsal thing which is i, I i've always loved to do this i loop sections mm. and so i will slow things down and we will do two bars or four bars and we'll just repeat that and again and again and it's actually um it's a learning style where you loop it and you speed it up and it gets faster and faster and then you push it way beyond where you're actually going to play it and then you've you've developed the muscle memory to perform something so we use this looping uh method in this song in particular and that's got to be important because you've got to learn all those songs this has been extraordinary. I am so excited about uh, seeing this show, and I uh, can't wait for the performance. It's going to be uh, something that folks want to get on their calendars and get their tickets. Thanks so much for giving us an opportunity to talk about it. Of course, you, Pauline Paula. Jennings, Birch Carlson, Steve Jennings, thank you so much for being a part of Art Zany Radio. I'm going to put on that song, 3090, which is from the uh, Tick, Tick, Boom Netflix show, and this is, I think, Andrew Garfield singing it. You'll, you'll hear some of these complications that Steve was talking about. And we'll go ahead and switch out the studios. We're going to talk about the studio art tour coming up next weekend, next on Art Zany Radio. Stop the clock Take time out 
time to regroup before you lose the bout. Freeze the frame. Back it up. Time to refocus before they wrap it Folks, that is from 3090. That's a song, 3090, from Tick, Tick, Boom. And what a, a, you can hear all those changes that Steve was talking about. And so I think that's part of what's going to make the uh, Castastrophe Diva Edition very exciting. And so I hope you'll join them. We've also got another exciting event. There's a lot that happens around here in the fall. And I'm very excited to be able to... Uh, welcome to the Artsani Radio Studio, my guest for the second segment of the show, Tamley Ressler. Excuse me. Oh, i got to get the right mic on. I think I, I'll just turn them on. They'll all on. <laughs> welcome, Tammy, to Artsani Radio. Thank you very much. I feel like you were here a couple years ago. To, to... I may, yeah, I, I know I've been in this studio a few times over the past few years, but, you know, why? Well, Who knows? <laughs> welcome back again. And Thank you. Also joining us, Patsy Do. Thank you for being here again. Oh, yes. It's always a pleasure Thank to you. talk with you, Paula. It's a thrill. And yeah. so this Studio Art Tour is happening the next weekend. So we want to get it on people's calendars for uh, next weekend. Opens on some of the studios on September 30th, Friday, and then runs Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday are 10 to 6 Saturday, 10 to 5 Sunday, and then Friday night, 4 to 8. But you want to check out um, studioartour.com com. Yep. with only one T. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get those specific studio listings and information. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your art. Let's open it up. We'll start with Patsy. Oh, well, um, I am a photographer and I have, uh, I spend... Oh, almost every morning I walk and take photos of the area. Um, have been doing that for, I don't know, a long, long time. Ever since, uh, yeah, I can yeah. remember. <laughs> and uh, re recently I started making books and boxes with my photographs. Um, and I'd been selling cards for, oh, I think since 20, 2005. <laughs> so... <laughs> So there's a lot of my work out there. Uh, but what's exciting for me is that, and, and I do believe photography is unlimited on what, what one can do. And this year I started using two different photographic techniques. I'm moving the camera and I'm looking at long exposures 
multiple uh, exposures. And some of those images I got really excited about and then started a whole new line of boxes. <gasps> That's so, very exciting. Yeah. And folks can see some of that on com. That's right. Yeah, I've actually up updated my website <laughs> recently. <laughs> Congratulations. I know that's a big something thing. Something I don't get to on my own. I used to update the Senior Center website all the time, and that was easy. It was my job. But when it's me, it, you know. Yeah, I put it off. You have well, to pay yourself hourly that's to update right. your website. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, they're beautiful, and folks should definitely, because you've got a little gallery where people can see some of the work mm -hmm. right. and some of that uh, new technique, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then also, Tammy Ressler is here, and you are um, you do all kinds of beautiful things with clay. Tell us about your uh, work, how you describe it, and what people can expect from you. Sure. So I do sculptural and functional pottery, but my functional pottery even has a large sculptural element to it. So I do a lot of carving. I do a lot of stamping. Um, I'm very into surface texture because I'm a very tactile person. So when I when I make something, I want to be able to hold it up and against the light and see how the shadow hits it differently. And mm -hmm. I also like to be able to touch things. So all my work is very tactile. Even my mugs are things that you could pick up and touch and they have things sticking off of them and stuff like that in a pleasant way, not in an injurious way. <laughs> so yeah, I, and That's I did. Fun. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I do some stuff with what's called a sprig mold, which is basically where you make a mold and then you press it on and then you apply it to the surface of a piece as well as carving in. So I have both additive and subtractive sculpture. So it's really fun. Yeah, and I can tell that from if folks want to look at, at your work, Facebook is the place to go. You're Tammy Ressler, R-E-S-L-E-R, -E -E Pottery. Yep. And you've got some really great images that, that tell – it's just clear that you're just exuberant with, with all things you. that yeah. you're creating. I really like to do the carving and stuff like that. And I, I actually have a website, too, that I just have recently updated, and it's just TammyResslerPottery.com. Oh, we will add that to the listing so folks Thank can you. go there. <clears throat> I didn't spot that, so thanks for adding that. Yeah, and if you pick up the brochure, people pick up the brochures, and they're all over Northfield and Faribault. People can pick them up at the art centers in both of those towns, um, and there are pictures of all of our artists' work there as well. And the art tour has, we have potters and painters and photographers and wood artists and textile artists. I mean... It's it's going to be a fantastic weekend. We have 35 artists this year. And how many stops on the tour? 18. 18. So we have several spots that have multiple artists in one place, which is kind of nice for the artists as well as for people who are coming by. Um, but it's nice to also be able to go into a person's individual studio and see where they work and kind of how they work. And Patsy and I were talking yesterday about how we kind of use our entire houses <laughs> for your studio. <laughs> we're in the kitchen. We're in the living room. We're in the yeah. basement. We're just everywhere. Yeah. Right. And your your studio this year is your uh, space. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, um, I'm hoping that people will, you know, look at the brochure or look at the website because some things are a little different as to who's where mm -hmm. this year. And um, Judy and Tom Say Willis are still at their place, which is door number seven. And we've, you know, uh, that's where I started, and I loved being there. And there was always about seven of us there. Um, but this year it's just Judy and Tom. And so I, Kathy Anderson and I were, uh, had always been there. So we're at my house. And then there are several others who were, uh, are now at the Paradise, I believe. There's quite a quite a large group at the Paradise. Right, your studio sixteen. So, yes, for folks that want to yep. follow mm -hmm. the numbers. Right, yeah. and uh, your studio ten, ten. Yeah. which is the Paradise. Yep, and we have six artists at the Paradise, and truly, like I was saying, of all of the different artists we have at the Paradise, we have representatives from a lot of these different mm -hmm. medias there. Yeah. So um, we're we're kind of overtaking the second floor, and there's also a show going on in the galleries downstairs. So it's kind of a nice. I think it'll just be a nice place for people to go. And there's a couple of other stops in Faribault that have rose mauling, and we have um, painting and things like that. So there's just so much for people to see, and mm -hmm. I think the weather's going to be really beautiful. 
Yeah. It's supposed to be. Right. And even if it's not, most of the spaces are indoors. Yeah. So the, mm-hmm. yeah. it, 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 I think everybody is indoors this year. I think so. Yeah. Maybe indoors in a barn. But indoors, nonetheless. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so, folks, if they're um, interested, studioarttour.com. And again, like you said, it, it travels Faribault, Farmington, Near Strand, and Northfield. You want to block off, I think, the weekend. Because mm-hmm. if you want to do all the studios, you cannot do all the studios. I, yeah. I, I, I've never been able to do every one all, all weekend. There, there it's, it's, but true. it's a glorious drive, and it's yeah. a glorious um, experience just to be out during this time of year. Mm-hmm. And then each, each studio you get to see something, maybe an insight into uh, a, a tool that somebody's using, or you get to see new work. Or and it can be inspiring for people who want to start doing mm-hmm. artwork. Right. And that, I think, is for a lot of us as artists, is to try and get other people to find the artists within themselves and be mentors. Right. And they're, yeah, yeah I, we, I've always found all the artists to be open to questions and mm-hmm. curiosities and, you know, it's just really a thrill. And for them, it's, you know, like this, this is, you know, I love seeing where they're working and finding out more about it. I think yeah. it's a, a beautiful right. tour and I look forward to it every year. Patsy, you were talking about this, this new technique, the photography mm-hmm. technique, and I was curious, um, if it's something that uh, you intentionally did or it happened on accident one time and you're like, ooh, I like that. I had been, uh, I got started using um, Instagram, just kind of looking at things. And I came upon some work. There's lots of artists who post on Instagram. And I saw, ooh, I like that. What is that? Mm. And then I would, I dug deeper and found out how they were how they were operating, you know, what they were doing with the camera. This was like last December. And, uh, and so that's when I started, you know, you just, you, you, um, you need to set it down so that it's not letting in much light at one time. And then you move the camera itself and it blurs things or it makes a design or it makes, you know, it's just, it's so much fun. It sounds and playful and wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I accidentally discovered, I think I was taking a picture of the moon and if I, you know, yeah, I, I was shaking better. a little bit and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I was like, I can make a letter, you know, yeah. with you're drawing <laughs> exactly. with the moon. Right? Yeah. Right. And it was really fun to yeah. do. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that that's that having that spirit is really important in work and, yeah. you know, being able to imagine the possibilities mm. And I, I so I, I applaud you. I can't wait to see some of the pieces and then, you've got. You know, and then when I've created one of those that I really love, then it tells me, oh, this is what you need to do with it on a box. Mm-hmm. There's one one image that was, uh, there were glass jars on my table with a fake iris in it. And, I, and all those colors combine, and you have no idea what it really was, but it's ribbons of light. And so that became the top of a box with a scattering of uh, gold beads. It's really fun. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love how you're just following whatever where, wherever yeah, it takes you. Yeah. And you've got some pictures of some tiles that are inspired by history that I, I wanted yeah. to make sure we talked about. Yeah, I'm actually working on a placemaker project through the Economic Development Council in uh, Faribault. And... What I'm doing is researching the history of a couple of buildings and then doing a tile installation that's going to go on the sides of the buildings. So oh. the tile installation is going to be two feet by 10 feet on each of two buildings. And it's going to have the main tile that represents one of the businesses that was in the building. So there's five of these larger tiles mm. and then 20 five by five tiles that are also carved um, and then a lot of field tiles to fill in. But in researching these buildings, I was working with Sue over at the Rice County Historical Society, and she showed me how to use this database, and it is like a rabbit hole that I have fallen into so many times. (laughs) And I sent her an email the other day. I'm like, I'm in the rabbit hole. I cannot get out. (laughs) Because there's so many interesting – it's not just the businesses that were there, but the historical – um aspects of it so the people who were there Mm. and there are some pretty amazing things that were going Mm. on there with some of the first pioneers that came to Faribault some great stories oh it's fantastic and it's been really really fun and 
I've I've just enjoyed the whole process, and I'm hoping that you know at some point I can do more of that. Yeah, your carvings are absolutely intricate and and amazing. I Thank think you. I saw the one about the the building where there was a, a sewing, like yeah, a the mending the shop. Shield Sisters um, seamstresses, and that business was three sisters who owned this business in um 1911 to 1913 and they didn't have it for very long but i chose to carve that particular business because it was a woman-owned business in downtown Faribault at a time when women didn't have a lot of power or you know um the ability to do a lot of these things in in kind of out there and the same thing with there was one of the first african-americans who came to Faribault had a, a business downtown and was very well loved in the town and i'm like i would love to bring forward some of these stories that mm, maybe people aren't great. aware of yeah so folks can definitely check that out i can't believe how fast our time is going but we do want people to uh, be sure and and you know, put that next weekend, the 30th through the 2nd of October. And it's 35 artists, 18 studios, studio art tour. No tickets necessary, no. right? Nope. No. You can just drop in any of the studios. It's free. There is work that is for sale, of course. But, you know, if people want to just come and see and talk to the artists, we very much welcome anybody to come. What's your favorite part of it, uh, Patsy? Uh, talking to people, getting feedback. Uh, you know, finding out what they like. And, um, yeah, I, I enjoy interacting with the public. Yeah, and all the artists on the tour mm -hmm. I've, I've experienced. And so you can look for these brochures. What, what color would you call this? Uh, I would call that a teal. Me too. Teal? Teal? Yep. Okay, <laughs> with, with some uh, fall orange uh, mm -hmm. art tour words. Yeah. And then each studio has signs, and there'll be signs around right. town yep. directing you. And, again, it's four communities, Faribault, Farmington, Nearstrand, and Northfield. Studioarttour.com is – and you have to ask Patsy at her stop – What's in the brown paper bag? Because we aren't going to have time <laughs> to talk about it. I'm dying to find out what's in the brown paper bag. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this was so fast, but I'm so glad we got to squeeze yeah. you in. Thank Me you too. so much, Thank Paul. Tommy Ressler and Patsy Dew from Studio Art Tour. Folks, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I thank you so much for being a part of the show and for helping us to celebrate all things imagination. I'm going to go ahead and remind you to always add some Art Zany to your life and remember to enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany. Radio for the Imagination with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877.